Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's a pain-free Friday. Pharrell's doling out minutes on a mahogany, waxing it up 100 200, 300, 400, Nickel, the big apple. Ooh. People dress in plastic bags to wreck traffic, some kind of fashion. Shake it up, should do it. I'm up in the camera, fight up, fight up, fight up, fight up, fight up, fight up, party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, the town's in tattered. My brain splattered all over Manhattan. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. I do. I think I'm out of call. Something from Key should do it. Oh, woo, woo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with your boy. Carver High this afternoon. Maddie George, the ball carrier, along with Sayonara B and your boy Coffee. It's all evolving today, Carver High, because reports out of North Jersey have Mafia and his wife, Kristen, giving birth to a 10-pound baby boy today, perhaps. It may be... You know, the cut, I don't know if they're just going straight out. I don't know what's happening there. We might have a little C-section. We might have a little, you know, old school. Something's happening because he's at the hospital where I had open heart surgery and my wife wanted to sleep with my surgeon in the room while I was hooked up to machines against a wall near the window. Wait, are we on the air? Don't talk about my wife banging my surgeon. Okay, I got you. Uh, they said stick to sports. It's unbelievable. They do this to me all the time. A birthday roll call. Julio Rodriguez, 23 today. Miles Garrett, 28. Judson Fowler, 29. George Paros, 44. Remember when they made him the hockey fighting czar? Meanwhile, he was a goon. Remember that, Carver High? Carver High knows everything. Jared Wright, 48. Richie Sexton, 49, along with James Darling. Theo Epstein, 50. Jay Fiedler, 52. James Mountain, 55. Double Nicholas with Darren Perry. Tony Tolbert, 56 with Henry Jones. Sean Payton, 60. I wish him ill will on his birthday. Ill will and venom. Uh, Devin White, 61. Hopefully I got that right. Happy birthday. Brown spanked the Jets ass, 37 to 20. Last night in the dog pound, we got it all for you. Joe Flacco Dome. We got him throwing 50-yard bombs. We got him talking about his storybook, Cinderella, without the stilettos on, the whole deal. Dan Campbell says the Lions have more to accomplish getting ready for a Monday night football game on Saturday night. Explain that to your children. It's Monday night football on Saturday, kids. Get the soup out. Lamar Jackson loves Tua. I don't. I like Lamar Jackson, even though I hate the Ravens. Miami and Baltimore in the charm city. Jalen Waddle will not play against the Ravens. We got Marenzi from Vancouver styling this very hour. I just spit on myself. Mike DeCourcy joins us from the Sporting News, a special Friday edition, Carver. I haven't talked to DeCourcy since I died. Plus the Sharp Report, 
from Warren's basement. Mike Tomlin's weekly words of wisdom that we do on this show, as they say, weekly. Plus, uh, the Steelers in Seattle and Lumen Field in the Pacific Northwest. Patrick Mahomes says everyone needs to get better, including his wife. <laughs> Cincinnati and Kansas City at Arrowhead. Josh Allen knows the Pats will be tough. Even though we know that the Bills should kick their ass, watch out for that 13 spot. New England and Buffalo in the below. Carver High stomping grounds. Baker Mayfield would love to clinch the division for Buck fans, even though he's lying and could care less about anyone but himself. <laughs> New Orleans and Tampa, Raymond James with the cannons going off, Carver High. Dr. Shivago today on C2C. Dr. David Chopper, Sports Injury Central, going through a myriad of injuries league-wide. Plus, we've got it all for you. The passing, rushing, receiving, props. We got all of it. Carver High style today. Sean McVay is so proud of his team. Rams and G-Men at Snoopy. Is that game at Snoopy or in Lipstick City, Carver High? Snoopy? It's at Snoopy. Unbelievable. Kyle Shanahan thinks Monday's loss will help. Brock Montana, San Francisco at Washington. Of course, it'll help him because he's playing the condoms. Vikings will start Jaron Hall, a rookie against the Packers. Good luck with that. Kevin O'Connell on going to Jalen Hall. This will be like when he didn't say Merry Christmas when they interviewed him on Christmas Day, knowing that uh, Mullins was going to play quarterback. It wasn't much of a Christmas for anyone on the Vikings. Green Bay and Minnesota, Sunday night. We got Vegas and Indy, Carolina Jacks, Tennessee, Houston. Levis will go. Arizona Philly at the link, where they have strippers in the parking lot, even in the winter. Uh, and the Chargers Broncos in Denver. And did I mention uh, Sean Payton's birthday that I hope all of his birthday gifts and his cake gives him uh, Rhea? I hope he gets a stomach ache, too much frosting. We got the Maxwell Minute today with Rich Sermonello. I'll be working with him on Monday on New Year's Day for Michigan Bama with our boy Blue. Blue and Sermonello and Pharrell, 5 to 8.30, from the Network Studios down the Jersey Show. We've got Sun Bowl and Liberty Bowl action going on right now. The quarterback for Notre Dame played locally in high school, and Carver Hyatt's mentioned how badly he sucks. Saturday's games, Ole Miss and Penn State, Auburn and Maryland should be canceled. Georgia against Florida State. By the way, Florida State is playing the entire game completely naked. They will not wear pads, nor will any of their players play in the game. They will use gerbils instead. Toledo and Wyoming, another game that I wouldn't walk around the corner to watch. Semis on Monday, Bama and Michigan, Texas and Washington. I don't know who's following me at 8.30 on Monday, but you know it's going to be big. I think Lisey's involved. He's got a gambling problem. Why not send him in there? Celtics beat the Pistons last night in overtime. I was at a restaurant bar getting hammered and eating a plate of nachos bigger than the Sun Bowl Mountains behind the stadium, all filled with jalapenos, Carver High, and I finished the entire plate. No problemo. Pistons blow a 21-point lead. I blame the city of Detroit for their failure to win ever. It's the city's fault. Jalen Brown misses the game of the back injury, and they still won. We've got all of tonight's games, including the Knicks in Orlando, Milwaukee's in Cleveland, Oak City in Denver, the game of the night of the ball in the Mile High City. Did I mention Sean Payton's birthday? Uh, tonight's NHL games, New Jersey at Ottawa, Nashville, Detroit, Rangers in Florida at sunrise. They go to the game in shorts and surfboards. Toronto and Columbus, Washington and the Islanders at the racetrack, Colorado, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, just to name a few. Plus, Adam Kaplan with a double shot, including bust a cap in yo ass where he goes through a litany of his terrible spread picks in the NFL. I'm just kidding. I like Adam. Even though he drinks green tea like a girl. <laughs> I'm a man. I don't drink tea. I don't eat custard or yogurt either. It's time for Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Carver High already told me his New Year's resolution was to tell every single person that he meets every day, seven days a week, about the Sports Grid app. Did you know that it's free on iOS or in the Play Store on Android and you can uh, just rest assured it's the greatest thing ever. It's free, like I said, and uh, you get everything. Videos, highlights, stories, news, odds, in-game odds, egg and cheese sandwiches on everything bagels. It's got it all. You can follow your favorite hosts like Carver High. And um, did I mention, I think I did, that it's free. Free is me. I'm all over it. Plus, uh, the BetMGM 1500 first bet offer is back for all new sportsbook account users at BetMGM. How do you get it? Download the app on iOS or Android. Visit BetMGM.com. Sign up. Use the bonus code SG1500. 1500. Deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If the bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to America. The 1500 first bet offer from BetMGM. Fantastic. All right, Carver High. I told you my dog scratched my face and I bled for two days because I'm on blood dinners. And uh, the Browns covered for me last night, laying seven and a hook. They certainly did, uh, and what a job by the Browns in the first half, right, Scotty? Uh, right out of the gates, scored tons of points, turned the ball over there, defensive touchdowns. Jerome Ford had two touchdowns, including Jesus. this one to what? cap off the first half. Uh, that is right, Joe Flacco to Ford, a wild play on Amazon Prime. Moore is now out. Marquise Goodwin comes in as the wideout to look for, and Flacco almost gets sacked. There he goes, throws on the run, caught inside the 30, inside the 20, goes Jerome Ford, still on his feet, Ford looking for the end zone, gets there. Joe Flacco somehow escaped, gets rid of it, throws, and then broken tackles all over the place, 50 yards. Yeah, like that was a lot bigger play than uh, Al drummed it up for you there. <laughs> I mean, a 50-yard bomb with a great run wow. after catch, and he broke a bunch of tackles and scored. I couldn't believe that they put 34 on him in the first half. I was at this joint with, like, 10 college frat boys and all their dads, and we were watching, and I was like, they got 34 points in the first half. When do you yeah. see that ever uh, from a Cleveland Browns team? I mean, honestly. Uh, they got the game over uh, by themselves in the first half, right? It actually yeah. closed about 33 and a half uh, right before kick. So tremendous job by them. And the C Cleveland Browns now, Scotty, have solidified their place. They have clinched a playoff berth in the AFC. And part of the big reason, Joe Flacco. Can you believe <laughs> what has gone on here the past few weeks with this guy? He throws for 300 again and a bunch of tutties. It's been a storybook ride. Uh, Joe's happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was special. I mean, this is obviously a very unique situation uh, for me, so a lot of different emotions are going through my head, and just um, the city's been so unbelievable, and you can tell how hungry they are for, you know, good football, and they've been getting it all year, and, I mean, it makes a difference to go out there and play in front of a crowd like that week in and week out. So, like, if we can continue to play good football and these guys can continue to show up like that, I mean, that just, that's just how you build an organization, you know, year after year after year. Um, 
you know, in this city, you can just tell, like, they love football, and it's, it's special going out there and playing for them. How in God's name can they not give this guy a deal to at least stay on this football team next year in some capacity or another? Because, frankly, uh, he's played five times better than uh, Watson has ever played for the Browns. I mean, this guy is going off. You got to remember, he was a really good quarterback when he was with the Ravens, and he won a Super Bowl. And you can say whatever you want about him. He is truly not that old. People act like he's like 80 or something. I mean, honest to God, he's playing like he's capable of because he's, I think, healthy. And he doesn't have any real problems. And he is so smart and has seen so much in the NFL. He's literally not Tom Brady, but he's like him in the regards of there's nothing he hasn't seen or done or accomplished. He's got a ring. And he knows how to make plays. And he is spectacular right now for the Cleveland Browns. Spectacular. Uh, Yeah, he certainly has been. And look, I think in what's a pretty wide open, I know the Ravens have played good. They're one of the few teams that has beaten the Ravens this year. Remember early in the year, Sky, they had that monster comeback uh, and ended up beating the Ravens. Like, And that would be some story, too, if we got that eventually, right? Flacco against the Ravens uh, in the playoffs. Uh, That would be a lot of fun if we could ever cross that bridge. Tremendous job by them. And there is an outside chance, Scotty. Yeah, it's a long shot, but there is an outside chance they could still win that division and be the one. They would need the Ravens to lose their last two games. Cleveland would have to win next week against Cincinnati. So the door is open uh, for some bigger things for the Browns, believe it or not, if the Dolphins give them some, some help coming up here on Sunday. All right, we got a lot of games to go through today. We got a big weekend ahead of us. And we'll start Irish. Oh, and the Irish punch it in. Look at this. <laughs> in the rolling hills of El Paso, the Irish going to go up two scores uh, right now against Let's Oregon go. State. Uh, Kentucky, by the way, down two, Ugh. 30 to 28. And they have a second and goal with just under three minutes to go in the game. So that game Ugh. has gotten nuts. In the fourth quarter, there's been 34 points scored in the fourth quarter, Scotty. This game was 21 to 10 going into the fourth. How much time left? Uh, just under three minutes, 257. And Kentucky have that second and goal. So there could be a few more scores uh, before we get done. Uh, week 17 continues tomorrow night. I think you called it earlier. Uh, Monday night football on Saturday night uh, yeah. for the NFL. Dallas and Detroit. We'll get together. Both teams, of course, going to the playoffs in the NFC. Here is Dan Campbell. His team has clinched the NFC North, but they do have some bigger things on their mind. We, we checked the box on one thing, and now it's it's to the next one. And and so at this point now, we're fighting for the two seed, you know? And look, if, if you're able to get to the one, so be it. But right now, what we, what we know we can achieve on our own is the two. And uh, that's no easy task. You know, we got to go to Dallas. They haven't lost in I don't know how many games at home. Um, and uh, they play really well there. Uh, it'll be loud, um, you know, but, but we're looking forward to it. You know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going out there and playing a really good opponent at their place again. We've done pretty well on the road. We handle it well. Um, and then to go out there and play for Jimmy, too. This would be great, man. Jimmy Johnson. So, <laughs> you know, make him proud. That was awesome. But I'll say this, uh, it's not happening. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys do not lose at home. They're a completely different beast when they play at Jerry's World. They're unbeaten, and they slaughter everyone they play in that stadium this year. Their splits are ridiculous, what they do at home as opposed to on the road. And they have lost all these games on the road and have struggled mightily Even that close game in Miami, they lose by two. They're taking it out on the Lions tomorrow night. I'm betting uh, Dallas come hell or high water any which way but lose. I'm betting them every way. Win, Uh, spread, total, over, everything. Five and a half is the number. Flat 52 now for the total. I know you and Warren were talking about that yesterday. I like the over uh, in this game. I do think that there'll be some points on both sides. All right, you got a busy hour, Scotty. You got Gabe, you got DeCourcy. We'll do more games after you talk to those guys uh, here for this week. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yo, Marenzi, did your girlfriend just hear me crack that joke? Uh, she heard you talking about C-sections earlier. I had a lot, a lot of women. And, uh, I was in a mall, and uh, you know, the show was on in a mall. People were like, what's, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> hey, so uh, let's start with uh, today, later, Memphis and Iowa State in the Liberty Bowl, and then tonight, Missouri and Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. I didn't know they had lights at that stadium. <laughs> I tell you what, you know what? This Gator Bowl is turning into a real entertaining game, man. Yeah. There's been 34 points scored in the fourth quarter. I know. It was one of those games, like the in-game total was like 35 and a half or something at one point. Yeah, here we are. It's 35-30 with under a minute left, and now Clemson are moving the ball right now. So it's been a fun game. Um, a lot of these games have turned into fun games in the second half. There's sort of been a theme of these games opening up as the game goes on. You have to remember, everybody, these teams haven't played in nearly a month. They've been off for like three-plus weeks. And, you know, some of these teams didn't play in their conference championship games. So they haven't played in a, in a while. So their offense is going to take a little while to get going. You have a lot of young, new players on the field. Normally, they will start to get going, and uh, which leads us into this game right now, Scotty. We saw Boston College, all right? Boston College were getting double digits on, you know, in their hometown. They beat SMU. They won the game outright. Now, I don't know if Memphis are going to win this game outright against Iowa State, but I just don't know in what world we could be laying 11 points. It's 10 and a half points. Got to win by double digits. Oh, yeah, by the way, the game is in Memphis's home stadium. It's in their home stadium. It's a home game. It's not just like, yeah, it's in the state. No, no, it's a home game for the Memphis Tigers. And you know the Memphis Tigers. All I've heard, Scotty, over the last couple of years, well, Memphis aren't as good as they used to be. It's like, I don't know, bro. Like, they go 9-3 and three every year. I don't know. That's, that's who they are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's pretty good. <laughs> right? Like, that's who they are. Like, they were never 12. Like, that's who they're they good. are. And they're pretty good. And one thing you know they can do, bro, they can light the scoreboard up. They're going to score, right? They're going to throw the ball. They're going to put points up on the board. This is like your Georgia Tech bet. You gave me Georgia Tech that day, and you were convinced that six and a half was too much, and I bet the hell out of it, and I'm going to bet the hell out of Memphis right now. Before this hour's up, I'm betting it. I'm I'm already in on it. I pulled the trigger. I went big on it, too. I'm all in. I got three plays on this game, Scotty. We took the points with the Memphis Tigers. We took the over in the football game. But I also took the Iowa State quarterback over one and a half touchdown passes. This Beck kid is a machine. He throws for two, three touchdown passes a game. Memphis's secondary is a little bit shaky. I'm not saying Iowa State's not going to score in this game. Another thing is, too, I'm not worried about weather, if it rains or something like that. Memphis are playing on their home field. They practice in these conditions. And Iowa State play in cyclones and hurricanes and snowstorms and everything else in between. So... Uh, I'm not really worried about – I think that both these teams can move the ball. Um, and I like the back uh, prop over one-and-a-half uh, touchdown passes as well. So, I think we can go 3-0 and in this game. Now, I got to ask you about uh, – because Clemson is moving the ball again. So, there's 40 seconds left, and they got the ball at around the 29-yard line of Kentucky. They need a touchdown. Touchdown wins it. They will never cover. Let me ask you about uh, – 
Saturday. Now, you and I are on Sunday, pain day, 1 o'clock on in-game live all access. And I want to ask you about the Lions-Cowboys game. But first, uh, Ole Miss-Penn State. It's Penn State minus 4.5. Auburn-Maryland, Auburn minus 6.5. Georgia laying 20 now to Florida State, who I said earlier on the show, they're playing naked in the game. No one will wear a uniform. They have no players playing, just gerbils. And Toledo, Wyoming, Wyoming laying three and a half. Quickly, as far as tonight, Scotty, I've got my eye. I keep on hitting refresh every couple of minutes as far as Marvin Harrison Jr. is concerned. Traveled with the team. They, Ryan Day's playing games. Wow, look, Clemson's on the three-yard line At now. the three-yard 20 line. seconds left. <laughs> wow, here they come, man. What a game. Um Listen, they're playing. I don't think Marvin Harris is going to play personally. I think they're just playing head games with Missouri. I don't really understand a line movement here, Scotty. You know, Missouri are into this, bro. Missouri are like a good football team. Like the games that they lost, man. Like they were in, dude. They played and they played Georgia tough, and they played LSU in a back and forth wild game. That those were their losses. Like they're they had good, five good. games with 500 plus yards of offense. Oh, yeah. Five of their game, they the can Cook light it up. The is a stud. The quarterback's yeah. a stud, man. Their their receiver, bro, is a stud. Luther Burton the third's going to be like the top pick of the draft next year. Top right. wide receiver taken. Um, I don't understand the line move here. I don't buy into motivation so much. I think it's overrated. What we all play shrink and what these kids are thinking. But with right. that being stated, Ohio State have lost a lot of players. They're they're sort of in a transitional or a little influx coming in here. Meanwhile, Missouri, I spoke to someone yesterday that covers the SEC closely. He told me, speaking to people in Missouri, this is like a playoff game to them. They want to win this game to catapult themselves into next year. This stuff right. matters, right? Like, you you know, yeah, we beat Ohio State, and there's expanded playoff next year. So they're trying to sort of stake, you know, put, a, put, put their flag because they got all these kids coming back next year, bro. Like, Missouri are going to be dangerous, scary, Touchdown, good. Clemson. Wow, what a game. <laughs> what a game. <laughs> they just won. That's great. They needed that after that crappy season. Wow. These poor kids on Kentucky, a lot of them came back just for this game, even like they were going to the NFL. They want to win this game. Um, as far as Saturday's <laughs> card, kind of tricky here, Scotty. I got to tell you, though. Like, Mississippi and Penn State, I'd almost just want to take whoever the underdog is. Like, if Ole I was Miss. getting five. Yeah, if I was getting Ole five Miss. with Penn State, I'd take Penn State. But I'm getting five with Ole Miss. I like I it. I got to take Ole Miss, right? It's just one of those. Auburn, Maryland, you know, this one, I think there's going to be points put up on the board. Let's go over the 47 there. Georgia, Florida State's just a train wreck right now, bro. And as far as the uh, the Detroit Lions and the Cowboys, you know the Cowboys 7-0 on their home field this year. They've won by an average of 27.7 points per game, which is incredible. That's like college numbers, man. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to smash Detroit like that, Scott, but I really like the over of this game. Detroit is going to score on Dallas. Detroit's offense is very prolific when they're playing in, in, indoors in good conditions. Meanwhile, Detroit's defense is shaky. It's been two weeks in a row that Dallas's offense hasn't gotten on track. I think it does get on track. I think this game is a track meet. I love the over 52 and a half on Saturday night. All right. Uh, do you like any of these games tonight in the NBA? Philly's still playing without JoJo in Houston, laying one. Knicks laying one at Orlando. How about Boston? Had to go to overtime with the Pistons and F around with them all night last night in Boston <laughs> as Detroit blows a giant lead and Boston beats them. They got to play the Raptors now. And that went from nine to five and a half today. Boston laying five and a half. I got it at nine. I bet Toronto. You know, Scott, the Raptors, what are they, 14 and 18? They're not very good. They're battling. Yet you notice they're always short. They're like, they're never big underdogs. It's like the odds makers like, no, no, we're not giving them a lot of points. Because when they lose, they kind of do. The crazy thing about the Raptors, for Al, you watch a lot of NBA. The Raptors are the classic play up or down to the level of competition. They yeah. play a good team, they play well. They play a bad team, they lose the game. Like it's a like you know what I mean? Like that's the thing with this Raptor team. They struggle, they could win or they could lose against a bad team. It's a battle to win the game. And most of their wins this year, guys, they beat Dallas, they beat Milwaukee, they beat um they they've they beaten a bunch of other who else did they beat? They beat a couple other big teams uh earlier in the year. Minnesota. 
they they have a couple of like feather in the cap wins and then they have these embarrassing losses i don't think this team is going anywhere but i think the number move tells us something here they i think beat the, the, Bucks. the play. they beat dallas yeah. uh exactly. they won some Minnesota. they won some big games pacers yeah, on the road you're getting six right now, so it's not quite as attractive. And I like this Rocket team a lot, Scotty, right now, but I right. want Dylan Brooks to be in the lineup. That's the difference for me. I, you know, But I like this Rocket team a lot. I like this. Uh, they have a good makeup and chemistry, what they did. I still bet on Philly. You know, they played on Christmas Day without him, and they had that game against Miami by the throat and let it slip through their fingers in the fourth quarter and Miami won by six or whatever and they were laying it went from two and a half to one and a half I hit Miami but since that game they played without him and they won both games since then I think they're going to win again tonight you like the Knicks chances in Orlando the Knicks off a loss are one of the best teams in the NBA coming back on the uh, other side of a loss I've been riding the Orlando Magic quite a bit uh this year this is a different spot though in which you know what i mean they basically have to win the game i would agree with you i would lean uh with the new york knicks here tonight i don't love the nba card tonight i've been so focused in on this college uh, football and of course uh the rose bowl and sugar bowl uh scotty we're getting ready for takeoff and um i'll send you some pictures actually i know you're going to be on monday maybe we can get some yeah. pictures up for me live in the stadium we'll get some crazy shots uh from there and i'll get some shots like i said eddie trunk will be uh hosting an I event know. um friday tonight and tomorrow night at the whiskey a go-go tonight it's rat night stephen piercy and rat tomorrow so, night is faster pussycat but i'll be there tomorrow night okay so i just reached out uh and talked to eddie the other day because i couldn't go to his 40th anniversary batch in vegas because i my heart exploded he didn't know i had open heart but uh, I talked to him the other day, and I love him. Tell him I send my best. He's a badass. He's one of the coolest guys, as you know, in the business. Uh, just top shelf status. And also on Monday, Romeo, because I'll be on with you Sunday, but Monday, uh, or am I on with you Sunday from L.A.? No, no, Is that I'm, what you're doing? we're off. Renair, I think Renair is in. Yeah, we're, oh, we're in L.A. All right, well, Monday, call no matter what to see if you have a signal in pasadena so we can put you on from the rose bowl don't wuss out on me marenzi and drink beer at the game because they sell beer at the rose bowl i might have a few but we'll try to pull us off sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Uh, what could be better than uh, right before the new year, I get a hookup with my dear friend Mike DeCourcy, the brilliance of DeCourcy from the Sporting News. That's what I need before the new year, a little dose of Mike uh, giving me the skinny. I might even throw some curveballs at him today and talk some college basketball with him. There's some good games tonight across the country, particularly in the West Coast, as we know. It's better on the West side. Uh, Mike, great to see you. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas and holidays with your family and friends. And I hope you have a great New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I want to start with our beloved Steelers, 
who, uh, by the way, uh, I made fun of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer twice. Once I said I was in a restaurant at uh, Indianapolis at the Monday night game between the Steelers and Colts last year at Lucas Oil. And I walked into the restaurant with my son and uh, Mason was the only guy in the restaurant. It was like 11.50 in the morning, right before lunch. And we're going to have lunch because we traveled, we were hungry. And we went in to have a, a lunch. And the only guy in the restaurant was Mason Rudolph. And I said to my son, I go, hey, that's Mason Rudolph. Do you want to get his autograph? And he said, no. <laughs> and then I and then so I said that story. And then I said, uh, they have no chance against the Bengals and they win by 30. And I only got two death threats at the network for my uh, opinions of uh, Mason Rudolph. So, you know, it's better than before, Mike, as you know, I used to average 12 to 15 death threats a week. And now just having two, I feel like I'm making progress a lot like Mason is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, my, my, my nephew Jason said uh, at, at Christmas that uh, he wasn't sure if the victory was worth all the reindeer puns. That was right. that was his comment. They were they were hard, they were hard to endure, but that was quite they a were. performance that he put on. It, it it was something of a surprise because we hadn't seen him since 2021, and he wasn't great that day. Uh, but then again, he was working with Matt Canada that day, so who knows uh, whether to, to blame it on Rudolph or not. He's got a great arm. Scott, he's always had a great deep arm. And what Cincinnati, the mistake Cincinnati made was that they played the Steelers and not Mason Rudolph in that occasion. And w Rudolph's one weakness as a quarterback, probably weak enough to keep him from being a full-time NFL starter, is he's not great on intermediate stuff. He's not great on the middle of the field. It's not really who he is. He throws the ball deep. It's what he did to James Washington when he was at Oklahoma State. And that arm earned him a chance to be a third-round pick by the Steelers. And it's what he's done most effectively when he's been given the opportunity by the injury to Roethlisberger in 2019. And then again, when Roethlisberger tested positive for COVID in 21. And now uh, right. when it, it turned out that Mitch Trubisky just wasn't up to leading an NFL team at this point. I mean, uh, you know, you've heard the stories, obviously, about him talking about he was planning his life uh, in insurance or something outside of football. And then all of a sudden uh, this happened. Uh, I said earlier on the show today, Joe Flacco, I'm not surprised at all at what Joe Flacco's doing because he's done it before a million times. He's got a ring. He's seen everything, done everything. I said he's a lot like Brady in that there's nothing this guy hasn't been through on an NFL field. And when he's healthy, he can play football. I don't care. People think he's old or whatever. I think he's showing what he's capable of the last several weeks uh, with the Browns and last night again. But with uh, Mason Rudolph, do you feel that you know, he, he just said, I'm, you know, I'm planning on leaving football. Do you think this changes his mind and that the Steelers still, like this guy, they have kept him on this roster, on this team for several years when people thought he'd be gone by now. Do you think they keep him now after this? Oh, I think there's a good chance they do keep him. That doesn't necessarily mean he's their number two. Uh, it depends on... Uh, on whether or not they choose to go back into the draft and select another quarterback. And I don't know that they'll plan for that. But if somebody terrific drops to them, they also have always said they're going to go with best available. And I, I, I don't think that they've seen anything from Kenny Pickett that says he's the definitive long-term answer. I don't think they've seen enough to say there's no way he could ever be. Uh, but I don't think that he's shown anything in, in a year and a half as a starter that says he's absolutely the guy. So if it, it largely depends on what they do in that circumstance. But to have Rudolph as your second teamer or your or uh, in best case scenario, your third team quarterback, I don't think that's problematic at all. Do you feel I have said on the show that I believe Pickett, in my view, is a four or five year guy. Like it's not gonna be immediate with immediacy or any kind of like, oh, he walks on the field and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. Like Stroud, they've already put him in the Hall of Fame because he had a good season. Uh, I think Kenny, for my money, is more developmental. I think that they have to make him a better quarterback, uh, a pro quarterback, not a pit quarterback, but an NFL quarterback. Do you believe in him 
moving forward, or do you think that they've got wild plans to go after uh, Russell Wilson? And I just am not interested in that plan. No, no, Russell Wilson under no circumstance. Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback right now than Russ is. Uh, at least what Russ has put on tape this year. Kenny right. is definitely a better quarterback. Now, I, I think Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he absolutely goes in, really? but that doesn't mean he necessarily uh, is that player any longer. Can he do another Flacco? Yeah, but I wouldn't invest anything in that possibility. Uh, remember, the Browns didn't invest anything in what Flacco's doing. They took a flyer. It worked out. It, it was like the guy who... Uh, who cashed the $5 check for 495 grand on the 14 touchdown parlay. And that's really what's happening with the Browns. They had no reason to believe Flacco could do this or would do this. Flacco had, as you said, he'd been a fine NFL quarterback and won a Super Bowl, but he hadn't been a fine NFL quarterback at any point in the last four or five years. So to, to be doing what he's doing is pretty remarkable at this point, especially with no preseason prep and no mid and no practice for the first 10 weeks of this season. Uh, but I, I would, I, I, now I, if the Brown, excuse me, if the bears were interested in offloading Justin Fields so that they could chase Caleb Williams uh, or someone like that in the NFL draft, if the, if they were interested in offloading Justin Fields, I'm not sure I'd break the bank to do it, but I'd be interested in him. I think he's, I think he's a wonderful prospect and I would be very interested but as for Kenny, I just think he's a guy that whose arm is not great enough to become a star NFL quarterback. It's a, he's a solid player. I think he could play in the league for 15 years, and, and he'll be a terrific guy to have come in uh, when you need uh, because of injury. And seems like now everybody's going to need a backup quarterback at right. some point. I just don't think that he is your long-term playoff winning, pro bowl making NFL starter. So uh, here's a quick question for you, Mike. I was 18 years old and a freshman at Indiana University in Bloomington the last time the Steelers won a football game in Seattle. Where were you 40 years ago when the Steelers what won year a was game? That? I can tell you where I was. I mean, it was literally, um, it was 1983, the last time they won there. 83. Okay, 83. so I was getting, I was, I was getting married. Uh, and I'm still married, so <laughs> something else good came out of that day, that week or whatever. Nice job, Mike. Uh, that's how long it's been. Do you know the last time they lost there, or uh, I think it's the last time, they lost, They scored 30 points in the game and they still lost because they had four turnovers and I think two block kicks. The last time that they lost there. I think they lost 39 to 30. They have literally gone 40 years without a win in the Emerald City. That is crazy to me. Uh, so I wanted to throw a couple of games at you tonight in college basketball uh, that I thought were interesting and I had my eyes on. I don't know about you, but uh, one of them is uh, that San Diego State game. Where did it go? I can't believe I'm chasing this. Now, I know there's a bunch of other games, but there's a really good one, I think, uh, tonight out west. In, well, first of all, Washington State and Utah, they're giving Washington State a good team, a nine-win team. They're giving them eight. And it's San Diego State and Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's right. laying seven. These are great West Coast games, uh, including Washington and Colorado, Arizona Cal, and Arizona State Stanford. All the best basketball tonight is in the West Coast, Mike. Absolutely. That, that, that San Diego State-Gonzaga game is fascinating because Gonzaga needs this game to assert that they are definitively, again, an NCAA tournament team, a high seed. I have them as a six seed in my current bracket, and that's a pretty shaky six. They were easily the last team on the sixth line. When you get into the sevens, then it gets the, – the, the differential between the six and the seven is vast. Uh, in terms of what's been accomplished this year. Uh, so I think this is a huge game for Gonzaga. Uh, they're going to put everything they have into it. San Diego State, not the team that they were a year ago when they played in the NCAA championship game. Gonzaga, not the team that they were a year ago when they played in the West Regional Final. But I think that each of them will have the opportunity to say what they are this year in this game. Right. If San Diego State can go up and get a win on the road, uh, that would be enormous for them getting Huge. into the field. I think it might be hard for them to get 
knocked out uh, over the course of the Mountain West season, if they're able to do that. I, I, for me, I just can't imagine a bigger game that Gonzaga will play all year. Well, uh, so I agree with you. San Diego State's not the same team Dutcher had last year that went to the championship and lost. But do you think they're relatively legit? Like, uh, what do you think of them? And also, my son, who goes to school there, as you know, an epic fail in decision-making, not going to Indiana and deciding to go to that sun-drenched city uh, to follow some horrible college out in the West Coast instead of going to Bloomington. One of his friends last night, I had him at dinner, and he went to Indiana, and I said, you're a lot smarter than my son. I love you more than my son now. I told this kid, the kid looked at me like, I don't even know you. You telling me you love me? <laughs> at this point, at this point, the Aztecs have had one significant victory, and that took overtime. That was Washington on a neutral floor. Otherwise, they have not played an extraordinary schedule. They lost to Grand Canyon, which is a very, very good team for their, for their conference. They're very good. And then they also lost to BYU. And so it's not been a great start to the season for the Aztecs, which is, again, why I said this is a huge opportunity for them. The Mountain West is a great league this year, Scott. Right now I have five Mountain West teams in my field. I just uh, put... Nevada all the way up to a number eight seed from a play-in game because they went out to the Diamond Head Classic in Hawaii and swept through TCU and, and Georgia Tech and others. Uh, so I, I think that uh, this, this is a great opportunity uh, for San Diego State to make a statement, but they'll get other occasions in what is a very solid Mountain West led by right now Colorado State. So they won at Washington, San Diego State, in overtime. You're right about they lost to BYU and they lost to Grand Canyon. He's still sitting at, at 10 and 2. What did you think of uh, Florida State crying and whining and suing people? And they want to leave the ACC. Where are they going to? Oh, I'm out of time? Well, you got 20 seconds, Mike. Do you think where are they going? To Independenceville? Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting that they just assume that they'll be wanted. It, it, look, it, right, the irony is, and someone, one of my friends, Craig Meyer, who's a, who writes for USA Today, said, wouldn't it be hilarious if they sue and they spend all this money so they can wind up in the Big 12 making less TV money than they are now? Or they can go play not, not for people in Manageville. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Why don't we break down the uh, Bears and Falcons on the Sharp Report? Report. 
When the Atlanta Falcons travel to Chicago, they're not only going outdoors in December, on the road, in the cold, they also are going up against a defense that they have to be wise about how they try to utilize B. John Robinson. And that is because the Chicago Bears' run defense is vastly improved over what it has been in years past. In fact, they rank number four in yards per carry, allowing only 3.6 yards per carry, two early down running back runs. They also rank number five in success rate and number six in EPA per attempt allowed to running back runs. However, they are one of the worst defenses against running back passes in the NFL. Against running back passes, they are giving up 7.5 yards per target, which is dead last in the league. They also rank number 31 in EPA per target and number 24 in success rate. So we're talking about basically a top five defense against running back runs and a bottom 10 defense against running back passes. Arthur Smith needs to utilize Bijan Robinson more as a receiver out of the backfield. And in fact, the Chicago Bears are one of the only teams in the league that's allowing more yards per target versus running back passes than they are versus wide receiver passes. This overall is a very decent pass defense, but they really struggle defending running backs out of the backfield. I expect if the Atlanta Falcons want a shot to win this game, they need to utilize Bijan Robinson early and often out of the backfield as a receiver. His receiving props, three and a half receptions, 22 and a half receiving yards. I think both of those offer some interesting value. Yeah, I got to tell you, Carver High, at Soldier Field this game, I still like the Bears at home. Uh, you know, I don't like the Falcons anywhere unless they're playing at the Benz, and I barely like them there. Yeah, I barely liked them there as well. Bears minus two and a half and a flat 38 right now for this game on Sunday. I can't trust the Falcons anywhere. And ice-cold Heineke lights a little banged up too. So that's a problem for me also. Uh, I think it's an under, Scotty. Under the 38 for me in this game. And how about Memphis just scored again? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 